This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello. This podcast was recorded immediately after the capitulation of West Bromwich Albion. As such, it contains content that some listeners may find distressing. Welcome to the No Known Ever podcast. I'm Jamie Smith and joining me this week are Kevin, James and Natalie to talk about. And it feels quite a lot like deja vu here. A 4-0 away defeat at West Brom in the Premier League on the Monday Night Football. Not expecting listener numbers to be particularly high for this one. So all credits to those of you who have tuned in for what will probably be quite a short podcast. James, get us up and running. How do you even start analysing that? (laughs) It's just awful. Well, let's go for the classic approach. We'll start at the beginning. <laughs> what a great first five minutes for Burnley. I thought we looked on top. Dominant. The first 45 seconds, I thought we were very good. Like, we had almost a chance in that we first 45 control. seconds. We were quick, decisive. Uh, and then we completely forgot about that for the rest of the game. Just defensively, I can't remember the last time I saw us play that badly. I think you'd have to go back to probably the stand days when we had some really makeshift defences to see some defending that was on, on that level. I think both Ben Mee and uh, Michael Keane, I mean, Ben Mee during the international break was talking about wanting to join Keane in the England squad. Well, on, you know, on that performance, he'd probably be lucky to get into a League Two squad. It was so, so bad. Uh, just every goal, there was someone at fault. And um, normally, you you know, teams come and with players and, and maybe there's a mistake in the build-up and you think that's not helped us, you know, try and not concede. Um, but today it was like we basically just opened the door and said, have a go. What's, what seemed disappointing to me was that it just seemed to be a collective bad night. Normally, maybe have a couple of players that aren't quite on it, but it was basically everyone out there. Um that, I wonder how much of an impact it had that we basically gave them the first goal. Dean Marnie's obviously 
made a bad decision and given them the ball six yards out, which is pretty stupid. The unbelievable but thing is... It just seems to set the tone for, for the whole game after that. Yeah, the, the unbelievable thing is we've been saying how great Demon has been this season after you know some people had written him off. And that's his first mistake and it's probably set the tone for the game, like you said. And um, you know, after that, I think the whole back five... He had made one really good save, but even he looked shaky. And, you know, he was shaky. Lawton was shaky. Keane was shaky. I think, actually, Keane and me, shaky's probably uh, being pretty kind to them. Um, Ward had a not a particularly good game. I think, luckily for him, West Brom decided to leave the right-hand side alone. So he sort of managed to miss out on most of it. But, you know, you're never going to win if you hold back five poor. It's like, you know, building on sand. Um like I said, Natalie, a bit deja vu with um, the 4 0 defeat at West Brom last time, but I think this one was worse just because obviously it was a bit bare bones last time, wasn't it, with Stephen Reid in central midfield and things like that? Whereas this time, it's probably our strongest team and a team that's been doing fine in the last few weeks. Seven points from nine before the international break, and then they turn in a performance like that. I, I don't. <laughs> don't know how to even begin to just analyze that i i don't know what happened um i feel a little bit shell-shocked i genuinely am confused and very concerned as to what i've just seen this is a side that fought as hard as they did against that palace side who got a point away at united who have beaten some really good teams this season and tonight they just they just didn't they just didn't do anything. I, I'm genuinely, I'm really, I'm struggling to find, I'm struggling to find intelligent, coherent um, analysis of that without just resorting to just going, you're all real beep, beep, beep. And <laughs> I know we have to be very careful not to turn this into an 18 rated podcast. It's a pump, but it is a family show. I'm just, I'm so disappointed with that. And you're quite right, Jamie. The whole team was out of sorts. I think there was a, few I just there are a couple of glimmers of hope I think Defoe was his usual self well not actually let me reverse that very quickly he wasn't his usual self but some of his passing was as good as we expected to be from him and I thought Goodmanson was probably our best player over the course of 90 minutes but that's I mean even by their own standards it was pretty poor um, and I just I'm so deflated because I've now gone from the elation of thinking that we are a side that is definitely staying up this season to now being genuinely concerned one final point on this before I just go and cry in a corner Jamie, you spoke a few weeks ago on the podcast about Burnley's away form, which I'm sure we'll go on to talk about this later on his podcast. But you said, quite rightly, that we'd played some really tough teams away from home this season. So you would have been more concerned if we were going away and getting absolutely battered to some of the teams who are around us or some of the weaker teams in the division. This well. is a wrong <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and hmm. over to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kev- Kevin Dash talked before the game about wanting to make sure that we kept our momentum up and the level of performance being important after some very good showings before before the international break. But the team just didn't seem to take that, that message on board. And also, West Brom just seemed to do to us what we've done to teams, just hit us on the break and allow us to have the ball. All our play, There was some quite nice passing, but 
It was all in front of West Brom. There was no penetration. And every time they got the ball forward, we were, we were going to just give them a goal. I think that's the concern, really. It's it's as soon as we as soon as we went behind, it's almost like we we didn't really know what to do. Um, and you look at game games when we've gone behind this season, and it's been the same story. As soon as we, we, we've gone behind, and we've we've not really got it in us to to to, to penetrate through the teams that way. West Brom, like you know, a few people have said West Brom did a Burnley, and that's what they did. They they took the lead, and then they, they sat back. And we 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 got nothing to we've got nothing to to counter that, and we we had actually you know I think half an hour in we had something like sixty five percent possession, and we we finished the game with I think fifty five possession something like that, which it, it's not like Burnley, and that's because we as, like West Brom just sat back and let us let us come onto them. And that's not how we that's not how we play, and that's quite a concern because you know there are going to be times there are going to be many times this season when we when we fall behind and we can't. At the moment, it looks like as soon as we go behind, that is that's the end of the game for us, and that's that's something we need to work on. It, I don't know if that's its personnel. I don't know if it's the way, the mentality of the team. I don't know if it's, if it's the structure, the tactics, but something in there means we we just look no, we don't look a threat at all. We don't we never look like we're going to be able to get back into the game, and that's a really big concern for me. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious to me that West Brom were going to want to play on the break. We wanted to play on the break, and it seemed like they just won the battle of not having the ball. And we just didn't seem like we had a plan for that, even though it must have been quite obvious. West Brom do that all the time. They like to play on the break. They like to focus on set pieces. They didn't do anything radical. And I don't think they even had to play that well. That's probably the most upsetting thing for me is that they've won 4-0, I think it's the big, their biggest win since the biggest final last time. And they haven't even played that well. Rondon was very good, but <laughs> I just don't think they had to do much to to beat us. Um, James, we've already touched on the away form, but aside from the draw at Old Trafford, which maybe looks a bit of a freak result now, that's at least three goals conceded in every away game. There's obviously something wrong, and Daesh is going to have to come up with a, a new system because it's not working at all, is it? No, we're going to have to start playing something different. I mean, I think I've said this every time we've been in the Premier League now that, you know, you have to play maybe a little bit different away from home. But unfortunately, we have now started playing the system that I'd always advocated away from home and we're still getting trounced. Um, I mean, it's a really weird one. I mean, was Manchester United a bit of luck maybe? Obviously, Tom Heaton probably had the, the game of his life. But... It's just hard to see how we went from defending so well there to basically opening the door and letting West Brom in. And I think this, have this is an important us. thing. A lot of people will be desperate to take the positives understandable and say it's just one game and the other games we've played good teams and things like that. But the United game, Heaton's put in an absolute blinder. United have still had about 30 shots on goal. So for, for all the good defending and last-ditch tackles and blocks and heat and wonder saves, we did still get absolutely battered in that game. So the way the team was set up was still inviting an awful lot of pressure. And United still created a lot of chances, so it's difficult for me to point to that as any more anything other than more evidence that the setup just isn't right. Absolutely, and then obviously today just shows that, you know, if every you know, if you haven't got everyone playing at their very best then Teams are going to take advantage of you if you, you know, you let them. And 
I mean, could we have made it any easier for them at times? We may as well just rolled out the carpet, red carpet for them and you know invited them into the box because West Brom won't have an easier game this season than that tonight. And, you know, West Brom aren't a particularly good side. I know they're not easy to beat. Uh, I don't think any team in the Premier League is easy to beat, but they're, they're not a side that should be beating us 4-0. You know, if if you go away and get beat 4-0 by Chelsea or Man City, you know, or even a Man United, you're probably thinking, fair enough, we've, we've been beaten by one of the big sides who spend a lot of money and they have players that, you know, have the quality that a lot of money buys you. But to take that sort of beating off West Brom and not even really trouble their keeper apart from, you know, the best we had was the, the Goodmanson free kick, which was a pretty comfortable save. But it felt like we'd come so close compared to everything else we'd seen. I think I think what's disappointing for me as well is the, the number of mistakes which we, we made throughout the field, particularly from the likes of... You know, Heaton, me and Keane, you can probably count on one hand the number of mistakes they made in the last 12 months. But each of them were had, you know, two or three pretty pretty big clangers here and there. Um, and that, that's... It, it's concerning. It's also confusing. I, I, there's something just didn't... I don't know if it was just that, that mentality after that, that Dean Marnie mistake or if it was something... The preparation for the game wasn't quite right. But I, I think every single player made some pretty catastrophic mistakes throughout our red now. So it wasn't even just a case of, you know, the system not being right, the tactics not right, even if it wasn't just the, as not having the quality of the opposite. We would just look completely out of sorts. Yeah, they look nervous as well, which is strange for me, because one of the things we've consistently said on the podcast this season, Nato, you in particular said this, is how confident and composed they've looked, but they just, they it looked like men against boys at times tonight, particularly players like Rondon, who I've, I felt Rondon physically bullied Michael Keane all night, and I'm as big a fan of Michael Keane as there is, but if we talk about Michael Keane as a player who's going to make 50 appearances for England, as I do, not on that show, and he's obviously got a lot of work to do because mm, it just didn't yeah. look like he was in the same ballpark. There was one moment, though, that I want to mention. At 1-0... Probably the best chance we created all game. Knocked down for Jeff Henrik in the box. He made an absolute mess of it. Could that have been a different game if he puts that away? Or do we still end up getting hammered? No, I, I do think that. I think that would have changed the game. What we talked about at the opening stage of this podcast were how the opening goal changed the game. I, I didn't. I felt... I was quite surprised to see how quickly the attitude and the confidence of the players went after that first goal went in. It was almost as if they expected then that the floodgates were going to open. It wasn't a steady decline. They started for me quite brightly, and this sport, this um, sorry, this they um, they looked quite um, you know like quite attacking, and they looked like they, you know they were up for the game. The minute that first goal went in, their heads dropped instantly, and the whole dynamic changed. Um, so I, I feel. I feel like if that goal doesn't go in, so they don't make that mistake and it stays at nil-nil, or indeed, like you say, that Hendrick goal goes in, I just don't think that the game goes the way it does because tonight was the one game for me that the effort and the desire and the competitive edge just wasn't there. Um, we've talked about some heavy defeats and we've seen some heavy defeats on the road this season, but we've also seen a team that have tried really hard and at least wanted to get something from the game and haven't wanted to to just capitulate and not even try and score a goal. Tonight was different and it just felt like 
they were cursed as soon as that first goal in and they expected to get beaten. That was really disappointing to see. Yeah, I think mentally it was obviously a very weak performance from Burnley. And I think you're right, once we went behind, that just that, that felt like it. I mean, I was watching the game. <laughs> After six minutes, you go 1-0 down and you're like, ah, well, that's, that's, that's this one gone then. And that's two weeks after Palace when they'd come from 2-0 down, they were battering us. It looked for all the world like they were going to win. And we showed the mental strength to go and get a winner. So to then have totally the opposite of that, to just fall to pieces. I, I still can't quite get my head around it, but yeah, incredibly disappointing. And it, it makes me wonder what what the solution is and what we're going to try and do next, because we've tried a couple of different things away from home. And the end result's just been the same. Like We can't just keep doing the same and expect something else. But we've tried a couple of different systems. We tried 4-4-2, got battered. We tried 4-5-1, got battered. So there's obviously something's going to have to change because I think we've talked before, James, that we can't just expect us to get all our points from home. Our home phone's very good at the moment, but we've got Man City at home next. Nobody will be expecting us to get anything from that one. It doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? I, I'm, I'm seriously contemplating, do I bother driving back to Burnley from, from Barrow to, to watch City potentially take us apart? And I know people have obviously pointed out last time in the Premier League, we got beat 4-0 by West Brom and then you know we beat City 1-0 at home. But we also, the previous time for me, got beat 6-0 by Man City at home and played quite a lot like we did tonight. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. I saw someone tweet like a little uh, gif of Aguero, and it's like you know when Aguero has watched Burnley tonight, and he's sort of just winking and smiling, and the prospect of facing Aguero is quite scary right now. I think I think something else to what I picked out and it's quite again as <laughs> a theme here, quite concerning um, is. It, 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 the last two games against against Palace and now against West Brom, we've looked really, really vulnerable to to pace, pacey forwards. But what Palace's resurgence of the second half was based entirely on them running at us with pace, and West Brom really, really threatened us. A few of their goals were were based on their that pacey run forward, and we looked we we looked just torn apart at, at times from that pace. And it's something we've talked about for quite some time. Um, pretty much most of Dyche's time here actually is the lack of pace we've had in the side. It's something we've 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 struggled with for quite for quite some time and particularly with um Andre Gray not in the team. Okay, he's a bit further up in the defence, but he does give you that that bit of quickness in there. And without him there's there's just no pace in there whatsoever. And Matt Lives is really uh, really vulnerable to, to sides who have got that a bit of a bit of pace to attack us with up, up top. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, though, haven't we? The problem is, without Gray, there's no pace, but how do you get Gray in the team? And there's no easy answer. It would mean going back to 4 4 2, presumably, because it's not going to work if he plays up front on his own. And 4 5 1 today apart has been working quite well, so it's a tough one for Dash, but that's what he's paid for. He's going to have to make these decisions, and, and there's going to be some very big goals ahead. Um, we'll come on to the Man City game in more detail towards the end of the podcast. Um, but Natalie, you always try and be positive. Can you think of any positives from the game to, to round off this oh, little section? God. <laughs> Pressure. It's tough, um, isn't it? <laughs> it was pretty woeful. 
yeah, I, I mean, I'm not... it, it, I, I couldn't come up with one for for my ESPN blog. Uh, no, I think plug, I think <laughs> I just said yeah. it was only four nil. Going to be worse. Well, I think I think the positive for me is that Goodmanson still looks to be a fantastic signing, and I think he's going to turn out to be an absolute steal for the money we paid for him. Um, he was one of the the few players on the pitch that didn't seem to let the you know the the occasion get the better of him, and he still seemed to try and, and drive forward. Um, so I'm going to take that as a positive. Um, I. Uh, Ashley Barnes the, the always looked really good. Nine for it. minutes since he only played yes, forty-five. Minutes. That's really good one as well. Um, <laughs> nobody got injured. Nobody got any suspensions. Unless nobody that's why the four came off. off. Hopefully that's not possibly. Um, Ashley Barnes still looks like he will just smash the back of the net every time he comes on. Albeit he just there's nothing salvaging that game tonight. So yeah, loads of positives. We get to play Man City on. We get to beat Saturday. It'll be the most Burnley thing ever when it we be beat Man City at home Burnley. on Saturday. Yeah. It? I almost Thank expect you. it. I don't know. I almost expect it. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> we'll stick with you, Natalie, then for next up. Tough job for you this week. But let's see if she's managed to come up with anything. It's over to Natalie for Tweet of the Week. 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 Indeed. Well... What a challenge this evening was. And even when, um, well, actually, it was that much of a challenge this week that I had to send a bit of an SOS out to say to people, you know, I'm struggling to find a tweet of the week. Stop all complaining and see if you can send me something. And quite brutally, all of our lovely, warm, glowy, sorry, warm and cosy and lovely, happy listeners all decided to stitch me up a little bit. And they've all suggested that they've found their tweet of the week this week. In the early stages of the game this evening, when Burnley were only 2-0 down and actually looked like we might try and get something from this game, I made the very, albeit stupid, decision to tweet the following. We actually look pretty decent going forward. If we can pull one back before half-time, then this is salvageable. So this week's Tweet of the Week, as nominated by our loyal listeners, goes to me. <laughs> I think this is a peak no name ever podcast giving the Tweet of the Week award <laughs> to yourself, but yeah. taking the mickey out of yourself. Yeah. To be fair, let's be, be honest, but no one else is listening. No one's listening to it, are we? <laughs> no, not. We're literally talking to ourselves. Nobody is going to make I, mean, I was saying before, I, I don't know who's more stupid, us for spending more time talking about this game. <laughs> Or anyone, any one of you, if you're listening to this, you've got problems. Tweet us, yeah. <laughs> if, if, whoever's listened to this podcast, send a tweet in and we can just count how many people we'll actually to, We'll have to get to t-shirts made. Why, I, why was... want to, like, I just don't understand why, why anyone would want to relive this match. No. Just that you, you, have to be a bit of a, you have to be a bit of a masochist to be a Burnley fan anyway, yeah. I think. But yeah, to and it's take not half even an like hour we... out of your life to listen to a podcast about and that it's game. It's not even like we're making a really like happy, funny load of banter about it. We're all just like, oh God, that was so bad. I think it's been funny enough considering the ordeal we've just all been through. Yeah, I think we'll have to get some T-shirts made. I listened to episode 136 of the Non Ever podcast, and all Just I got was this crappy exactly. T-shirt. Yeah. Well, Just well, what I did back about your tweet, sorry, Bromers, is that it, it made me and uh, Jamie questioning the substitution of Barnes instead of Gray uh, the other week. Look, small fry. <laughs> this is very 
the sheer but error you I made. I still understand what you were thinking when you... Was that like some sort of double reverse psychology? Yeah, like, what, what were you thinking? I don't understand. To be fair, I had just hit my head on the kitchen cabinet, so I suspect that that might have had something to do with it. I think I might have just... No, blame the concussion. Think, blame the concussion and the reverse <laughs> psychology. Um, just to give our listeners a little bit of insight as to just how well this podcast is going, just in the background in our chat where we usually talk about the things and how we're going to produce this podcast... The boys are all discussing Black Friday deals on Amazon, so I just wanted to discuss to show just how well this, this podcast James, is going James to is currently going. trying to sell just... us a £100 so... toothbrush, reduced yeah. from £280, I think. It sounds like it's a good deal. Very good toothbrush. Anyone wants an Oral-B Genius 9000, get to Amazon now. See, there it's you go. Very, oh. very all, the, all the people who haven't listened, they've just missed a personal toothbrush recommendation <laughs> from the Non and Ever podcast James Bird. So I said, oh, they've got the best electric toothbrushes. Best. Other toothbrush brands are available. Yeah. If you it's are quite... a toothbrush brand and you'd like to sponsor the Non Ever podcast, please do get in touch. Podcast.nonever.net. I love how all of the positive, funny bits of this podcast have not been talking about football. Well, obviously. <laughs> managed to find humour in a toothbrush. Humour in a toothbrush. Good band name. As I said, I found an absolute bargain deal for you know Burnley's own Phil Bird. Uh, so he's got a brand new or well, brown razor, I think it is. Oh, he's not getting that for Christmas. Bird it's price. sort of a no, spoiler. I've not even paid, so it's okay. We've done it now. We've set Birdie off. Come get, exercise some control, Jamie. Come on. Bringing it back to the football next up then for Burnley. Manchester <laughs> City at Turf Moor. Obviously, we did quite well against City in the Premier League last time. Beat them at home, drew away, but... Traditionally, James, our record against City is not great. They've dished out some fairly heavy beatings to us um, in recent years. Sean Gosser in particular, I think, has haunted us with a lot of goals. And City, watching the clips of that game tonight, they're going to be rubbing their hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, mean, I thought that's I think... you were just going to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> he's easily could have done. I mean, as I was saying before about Aguero... He's probably, um, you know, maybe the greatest striker, greatest goal scorer the Premier League's ever had. Um, and if our defence puts in a performance like tonight, I, I don't want to know what sort of records he could set. It, it would be absolutely frightful. Absolutely frightful. Birdie, are you in a are you in a hurricane of some description? What the hell is that noise? Is that Storm Angus? <laughs> Birdie, don't he's gone outside. He's tipped no, more than the edges of his football. Just, just took my headphones out to see if I could hear what it is, and uh, it's actually very quiet in there. So I don't know what that is. That's weird. But um, anyway, City just a quality side, and if we play anywhere near the level we played, uh, you know, tonight we're going to get torn apart and it could be a repeat of you know our first Premier League season and uh, so it might be more interesting to see if a bookie can offer you odds on which Burnley player is going to go to the uh, <laughs> club at half time because that could be that could be happening make it more interesting uh, Kevin you've already talked about how susceptible we look to pace so it's a good job City don't really have a very quick players Aguero's not very quick Ryan Sterling's not very quick they move the ball really slowly City so we're probably going to be fine absolutely yeah it's, it's <laughs> going to be great um, I mean on the flip side you know like you say we have to be to bring to bring a, a, a tiny shred of, of positivity to uh, to the podcast because everyone knows um, not an ever podcast is known for its positivity. <laughs> of course, it's getting us back on brand. Um, <laughs> we, you know, 
we, we have had a decent record again and against against uh, Man City. And I think this season, if this season is starting to show that records, the history is repeating itself. You know, we had Crystal Palace coming back from, from being two 0 behind. We've got demolished at West Brom. So if this is going to repeat itself, we're going to beat uh, Man City as well. So that's my bit one, one piece of positivity too. Um, you know, this, I think it's, it's, it's probably a great game for us to go into actually on back of this game because there's going to be no pressure on us. We're going to be actually hopefully going to give a big goal this week and be a bit of a kick on the backside. And we go into this game with no fear uh, just and just, just go for it and see what happens. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose like we're unlikely to play worse than we did today. And we have made a point of bouncing back really well from the setbacks that we've had under Dash and we have had some heavy defeats under Dash in the Premier League before but we always seem to produce a performance after that and, and like Kev says Natalie it's, it's a bit of a freebie city at home although we do have a lot of pressure on our home games and we can't really consider any game to be um, throw away we don't really expect anything from this one No we don't and I think that's that's a, that's a fair shout. Interestingly, quite a few of our listeners tweeted us this evening, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure that this is accurate, so somebody might need to fact-check it, but I've had quite a lot of people tweet us to say that the last time we played West Brom away, we actually went on to beat City 1-0 the game after it. That was the bounce back. Is that right? I don't... Literally, like, quite a few people tweeted me that. So, Jay, who if knows? anyone know that, it would oh, be Bird, James. You, yeah, can you fact-check that while we're in the background, please? But, yeah, I, I, I mean... In some respects, well, you can argue that City are usually, and especially some of the players that they've got, are the last side you want to face after a performance like that. But then on the plus side, actually, it's probably the most perfect game to bounce back from because it's not like we're playing Hull or Sunderland or Middlesbrough or or somebody like that at home where it's absolutely vital and the pressure's on to recover some points. Nobody's expecting us to get anything on Saturday. So actually, we can go out put you know put some demons to bed and go out there and just with play with nothing to fear and nothing to lose because if we get if we went out there and played our absolute best football we could do and city played their best football they can do we'll still get beat so actually i'm feeling quite pleased that we are playing city on saturday i am it's what better uh, to me there's no better game that we could play on saturday to everyone who's been saying that we beat Man City. That yeah, wrong. Can, <laughs> I've just checked as well. You could not be wrong. more wrong. Yeah, you're oh, only about really? six months wrong. Was, <laughs> it, the, so was wrong. it the five? Was it the five so one the week after? Oh, oh. No, we got no. beat 4-0 by West Brom. God, listeners. We didn't even play. You're technically right. It was City. after, but it was yeah, but several months time. after. God. Why won't you listeners play? stop sending me rubbish and making me? T- I think people are taking the Mickey out of me. People are sending me <laughs> no deliberately way. sending me rubbish. No so, that that. <laughs> so that I can make myself sound stupid on the podcast. Gosh. Good news though, guys. We did play Man City exactly three months after we got beat for 0 by West Brom, but we also didn't win that game either. It was another. Great. Well, I'm really pleased that I went down that line. Thanks, guys. And then it was another three months, and then we did eventually beat Man City. So, um, that's what? That's next August, then. Next August. So, so I think what we can take away from that is that in six months' time, we're, we're going to have a bloody good result. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Do you know what? We're literally Pre-season don't friendly any outtakes. <laughs> we don't need any outtakes this week. This entire podcast has just been one long outtake. Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. (laughs) 
We should probably bring the podcast to an end then, so we'll round off with predictions for Burnley v Manchester City on Saturday. Early kickoff Saturday, I think, so at least um, get it out of the way early. <laughs> get on with the rest of your weekend if it's a bad result. Um, Kevin, we'll start with you. City, the visitors, I suppose their Champions League game this week is their main focus, but you would expect them to, to win this game. On paper, they've got a much stronger team than us. <laughs> well, you know, just about. Um, <laughs> that's kind of an understatement of the year. It wasn't very controversial, but... was there? City, I think they're a bit better than us. <laughs> On paper, at least, you know. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Natalie and myself. And, <laughs> and well, um, I think this is a, one of the. I think this is probably the, the perfect game for us to respond uh, to go into after the, the, the West Brom game. I'm going to go. We're going to get. Um, we're going to get a one-all draw. Excellent. Well, hopefully uh, Kevin will continue to agree with himself <laughs> for the podcast in the coming weeks. Um, James, Andre Gray Hattrick? It's going to be a lot of goals. <laughs> it's going to be 6 0. It's going to be an Andre Gray double hat trick. Heard it here first. Put your mortgages on it. It's uh, a <laughs> responsibly, thing. yeah. Um, and lastly, Natalie, as ever, I, I don't know what what we're up to with reverse oh, psychology. I don't either. What do we think? <laughs> well, you well, see, I think it, you know what I think. reverse psychology in the first half, and it failed so spectacularly that you should never entertain it ever again. Right, but now, but now the new positive, we're going to win 42-0, is not working either, and neither's turnstile 27. I don't know what to do. I'm in, in uncharted territory here. I'm, probably, I'm, I'm stop, stuck. Probably, stop telling everyone, probably stop telling everyone your turnstile. Before you yeah, really, really got to stop doing that. <laughs> but you know what, Natalie? It's almost like the prediction you make on the podcast has no impact whatsoever on Burnley's result. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Jamie. <laughs> that, how dare you? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Right? Sorry. <laughs> All the insults you could throw at me, Jamie Smith. That's just the word. Right, I am going to give it one last try. <laughs> I know you're on telly, but you're not it. that influential. <laughs> Heavy dose of reality being dished out tonight, isn't he? West Do Brom to Burnley, Smith to Brommers. This is. Um, am I not hurt enough as it is, Smith? I'm going <laughs> to stick with it. We're all taking our anger on you, Natalie. I'm sorry. I know. Stop it. Give us stop your prediction, and then we can end this podcast. I am going to enter by Turnstile 26, and I'm going to predict a three-nil <laughs> win for Burnley, and all will be resumed. And if that doesn't work, then we are bringing back Reverse Psychology next week. Thank so you. yeah, anyone who wants to meet Natalie at the game, <laughs> hang out around no, no, no. Turnstile 26, and uh, yeah, yeah, don't stalk her <laughs> because that wouldn't be very nice. Um, yeah, let's leave it there for this week's podcast. It's um, life advice from from no other podcast. Yeah, new section on the podcast. Don't stalk Natalie. Uh, stalking bad, I speak from personal experience on that one. So please take me at my word. Uh, any feedback, comments, questions, etc. on the podcast, as always, please do feel free to get in touch. We love hearing from listeners. Not that we've got any listeners for this podcast, but the email address is podcast at nonanever.net if you do want to get in touch. And you can also tweet us at nonanever. Next, thanks to Rick, who provides the art for our podcast. I think Kev is editing this week, so good luck with that one. <laughs> thanks. <to Yeah. laughs> Kev always forgets he's editing and then <laughs> remembers at the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks also to James and Natalie for joining me. As ever, but that's it for this week's podcast. I'm Jamie Smith, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye.
I feel like this week's podcast has been bordering on the edge of like just insanity. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, pretty much. I think the best podcasts are like that, though, where it's like straddling the line of awful and brilliant. Yeah. It was certainly more fun to make than it was to watch the game, so I think that's all. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and as we've said several times, most people probably aren't going to listen this week, so yeah our numbers will be well down we need some profile hits kevin sort it out they don't even realize they're missing our best stuff yeah the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds however when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends we might not always feel as confident that's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.